somebody. Let's magnify the name of the Lord tonight. Come on, somebody. Lift up your voice and magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We've come to worship you. Oh, God, we've come to bless your holy name. Oh, God, we've come to give you what you deserve. You alone are worthy of the praise. You alone are worthy of the honor. There is none like you, Jesus. Oh, God, speak to our hearts tonight, dear God. Oh, Jesus, we've come to give it all to you. We've come to lift you up. We've come to exalt you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, I invite for you to turn with me to the book of Jonah, chapter 2. Jonah chapter 2, and beginning at verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and all thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of the sight of thy sight, yet I look I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about even to the soul, the depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. If you continue to read verse 10, it says, And the Lord spake unto the, unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to preach on simple thought. What will it take for me to obey the word of the Lord? What will it take for me to obey the word of the Lord? You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. This is a, an account that is familiar to us all here tonight. If you um, back up a chapter and you read, you'll find out that God called Jonah and told Jonah to go and to preach to the city of Nineveh. The Bible says that Jonah didn't agree with that plan and that Jonah thought that he was going to get away from God, that he was going to flee, the Bible says, away from the presence of the Lord. 
And in chapter 1, there are some things that when I read it, it just stuck out to me and it jumped out at me. And the Bible says that when he, he fled the presence of the Lord, you'll read about a, a decline that takes place. The Bible tells us that Jonah, that when he, he fled from the presence of the Lord, the Bible says he went down to Joppa. Then it says he went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And eventually, when the storm broke out, the Bible says that Jonah had went down into the ship and that he had fell asleep. You know, it's important that we know tonight that whenever you make the decision that you're going to leave the presence of the Lord, the devil deceives people in thinking that things don't change, that everything remains the same. It'll be okay, no problem. People don't know that when they leave God's presence that they begin to be on a decline. They begin to um, digress. They begin to go downward. And um, this is what's taking place with Jonah as he leaves the presence of the Lord. And then there was something else that stood out to me. The Bible says that he went down with them to Tarshish. I want to talk about that tonight because I want to make sure who I'm hanging around with. I want to make sure that the them that I'm dwelling with are people that are of like precious faith, that there are people that believe that there is only one God, that there are people that believe except you are born of the water and born of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God, that there are people that believe that without holiness, no man is going to see God. I want to make sure that I'm dwelling with the right them tonight. I want to make sure that I'm dwelling with God's people tonight. You can be seated. The Bible says he went down with them to go into Tarshish. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, the writer begins to talk in in book of Proverbs chapter 1 and verse, verse 15, he said, My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. And the them that he's talking about is the wicked, is the ungodly. I want to make sure that I'm not hanging with and I'm not dwelling with them tonight. I don't want to go down with them. I don't want to go to the ball games with them. I don't want to go to the club rooms with them. I don't want to go to the things of this world with them. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord with the right them, with the people of the almighty God tonight. Come on, I don't want to go to the theaters with them. I want to make sure the people, the they, the them that I'm hanging around with are people that believe in the same thing that I'm believing in. I want to make sure that I'm dwelling with the right them. You can be seated. Because referring to the wicked, the Bible said, tells us that the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. David said that I have hated them that regard vanities. You know, I want to make sure that I'm not lumped into that category tonight. I want to make sure that the them that I'm lumped into the category with is those that are living 
a holy and a righteous life before God. Those that are striving to enter into that straight gate tonight. That's the only them that I want to be lumped in with. Come on. I'm not interested in leaving the presence of the Lord. When you leave God's presence, you are on a decline. You are decreasing. Your life moral structures will decline, will decrease. But I want to stay in the presence of the Lord with them that know what we are called to do. And that is to worship and to magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Come on, somebody. I just want to let you know, if you got any ideas of thinking of leaving the presence of God and thinking that it's going to remain the same, be not deceived. The presence of the Lord is the best thing that's going on tonight. It don't get any better than here in the house of the Lord. The writer said that in thy presence there is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. You're not going to find what you find here tonight. Out in the club rooms. Out in the world you're going to find it here in the house of the Lord. So I don't want to flee his presence. I don't want to leave tonight. You can be seated. You'll find out that people, they'll get a word from God. It's not a word that they agree with. It's not a word that they like. And they say, you know what? That's it. I don't have to stay around this, around here. I'm going to go do what I want to do anyhow. Regardless, I'm going to do it anyway. I want you to know that you don't want to leave God's presence. That kind of mind thinking I'm telling you, you are on a decline. You're not on the incline. You're not progressing upward. You're progressing downward. I want to make sure that each and every day that I'm progressing upward, that I'm not declining in my beliefs. I'm not declining in my morals. I'm not declining in my um, the statutes that God has placed in my life. I want to make sure that I'm let, not laying down not one bit, but I'm holding on to it, that I'm believing in it, and I'm standing firm on it. I don't want there to be a decline in my life. I I don't want things to begin to fall apart. I don't want my values. I don't want my family. I don't want the things that God has placed in my life to begin to fall apart because I think that there's some better way. You can be seated tonight. So, the word goes on and tells us in chapter 2 that God, because Jonah disobeyed God's word, because Jonah didn't listen, the Bible says that God prepared something for him. The word of God tells us that God prepared a fish for him, swallow him up. You'll find out that that in the midst of that, the well, the, the fish, in the midst of that, that the Bible says, then Jonah cried out to the Lord. And the cry out to the Lord was for a specific reason. The cry out to the Lord was because, the Bible says, because of the reason of his affliction. 
And it's so unfortunate tonight that it's going for some people, it's going to cause, it's going to call for affliction before they call out to God. It's going to cause, call for hardship before they lift up their hands to God. It's going to call for a loss of health before they begin to obey God's word. Tonight, I don't want it to take that for me tonight, for me to get in line with God's word, for me to hear God's word, and not only hear it, but to apply it to my life. I don't want it to take that. But you'll read in the Bible where there were certain situations in certain people's lives that they were forewarned about some things. But they continued to do things the way that they wanted to do and handle situations how they wanted to. And it took affliction. It took a trial breaking out before they would even get to the point that they could hear God's voice and begin to obey God's word. I don't want to lose a loved one before I begin to hear God's word and begin to obey it. I don't want to lose finances before I get to the place that I can actually hear God's word and apply it to my life. I don't want my health to decline before I hear God's word and I begin to change some things in my life. I don't want it to take affliction. I don't want it to take that tonight, but I want to gladly and willingly hear God's word. And even if I don't agree with it, maybe I don't understand it at the moment. I just want to go ahead and be obedient to the word of God tonight. I want you to know that it is better to go ahead and be obedient, even though you might not understand it. Even may you might not know why it's done this way or why it's been said this way. I promise you, you will be the better off if you would just go ahead and obey and say, I may not know it, but God, I believe your word is true and I'm going to go ahead and apply it to my life while I'm applying it. Reveal it to me, God. Help me to see it the way that you see it. Help me to think the way that you think. You can be seated tonight. Because God God doesn't bring affliction will come. Affliction will come to each and every one. Affliction comes to the righteous when you are standing up for what's right and trying to serve God the best of your ability, you'll find out that the devil will rise up against you. The Bible tells us that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but it also tells us that the Lord deliver us from them all. There's the affliction that will come to the ungodly, but there is an affliction that will come and it's not to destroy you. It's not to tear you apart. It's God trying to get a hold of you. It's God trying to get your attention. It's God trying to shake you and wake you up because he cares too much about you just to let you be. He cares too much about you just to let you go on and destroy your life, destroy your future. So to try to get a hold of you, and I want you to know that it's always the last resort. 
Before God sends an affliction, God will send a spoken word, and it'll come across a pulpit. It may come in a Bible study. But as God sees that people are not getting it, God will cause there to be something that will engulf you and that you have no other you have no other choice but to surrender. You have no other choice but to get in line. You have no other choice but to allow him to work in your life and begin to apply some things to your life that God is trying to get across to you. You'll see it all throughout the scriptures. God would come to people and he would talk to them. And he would send prophets to them to try to get them to change around, to change, to turn around. And as they continued to ignore the prophets, they continued to ignore the man of God, then you find out that God allows their enemy to overcome them and to lead them into captivity. But before that ever happened, and that is a that is affliction, that is a hardship then. But before that ever happened, there was prophets that spoke to them, that tried to get through to them. But the truth is, some people, while everything is going good, while everything is all right, they won't lift up their hands. They won't open up their mouths. They won't give God what he deserves. They won't pray on a daily basis. They won't read God's word on a daily basis. They have no regard for God and what he wants to do in their lives. And it takes hardship for God to get through to them. Psalm chapter 88 and verse 9 says this. This is the writer saying, Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction, Lord. I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Some people, they won't repent until hardship comes. Some people, they won't pray daily until a trial comes. Some people, they won't lift up their hands until hardship comes. But tonight, I don't want that to be me. I don't want to be one of those peoples. I want to go ahead and get the air open and clear with God. If I'm wrong in some areas, I want to go ahead and ask God to cleanse me of it, to forgive me of it. Come on. I want to go ahead and make it a part of my daily routine that before I get up and do anything, I hit my knees and I thank God for allowing me to see another day. Oh, my God, before anything comes that, that would destroy and that would tear apart my home, that would tear apart my finances, I want to go ahead and get the understanding that I got to surrender to him. I got to get my hands up in the air. I got to get my mouth open. I got to give him praise and let him know that I give him complete control of my life. You can be seated tonight. Young people, you want to go ahead and begin to obey God's word now. 
You don't want to let these services pass you by. You don't want to let teachings that you are receiving in the academy go in one ear and not the other ear. You don't want to let teachings and time spent in youth services go in one ear and not the other ear. You want to grab a hold of what God is saying to you now and you want to apply it to your life. You may not understand it all, but I'm telling you, you have examples. The, world's, the world has this strange idea that the best way to, to gain knowledge to some, of something is to, uh, to experience it. That's the world's idea. But the Bible teaches us different. The Bible teaches us that we are supposed to learn by the examples before us. We're supposed to learn. In other words, you're supposed to learn from somebody else's mistake. And you're supposed to learn that I don't want to go down that path. Okay? I don't have to experience and I don't have to go out and experience every drug in this world for me to understand that it's going to tear apart my life. It's going to tear apart my home. It's going to tear apart my health. I don't have to live and bounce from relationship to relationship before I realize that it's not of God, that it is perverse and wicked. I don't have to, I don't have to experience that before I understand that it's wrong. All I got to do is read the word of God and read the examples that are here in the word of God. And I'll gain knowledge and understanding on how I'm supposed to live my life if I just simply obey and apply the word. You can be seated tonight. Now on the flip side of that, we have examples on what not to do, but you have examples on what you should do. You have it in this word of God, in the word of God. Not only that, you have it here in a church family. People, examples of people that have hung in there, that have held on, that have stayed on this straight and narrow path. And you have the examples of this is what happens when you trust and you obey the word of God. You have those examples. So you young people, you want to get that now. You want to apply that to your life now. You don't want affliction to come later on in your life and hardship to come. And then you realize, oh, I get what they was trying to tell me. Oh, I get why they said don't do that. Young girls, you don't want to grow up and hop from relationship to relationship and end up with unwanted pregnancies and you're left alone to raise kids by yourself before you realize what that Bible study teacher, what that Sunday school teacher was trying to teach you. You don't want to learn it that way. You don't want that to, that for that what it to take before you get and before you obey God's word. Young men, you don't want to get involved with the wrong crowd and it takes you landing behind a jail cell before you get and before you understand what leaders and teachers are trying to tell you and trying to help you to understand and see in the word of God. 
You don't want to get it that way. You don't want to get it that way. I heard a story of a man that he was a well-off man. He was very, very rich. He had things. He had his health. The Bible, in, in this story, as I heard the individual talking about this, they said that all, while, while this man had all of his possessions and his health, he wanted nothing to do with God. Didn't want to hear the word of God. Said he didn't have time for that. Give it to somebody else. But there was a point in his life where affliction broke out. Hardship broke out. Lost finances. Lost health. And on his dying bed, he ended up getting baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now that's a good thing, but why did it take that? Why did it take that to happen before I get in line with God's word? Why does it take me losing family members? Why does it take me losing finances? Why does it take me losing my health before I want to obey God's word? I don't want it to take that, but you'll find out that in affliction, God's not trying to destroy you. He's not trying to hurt you, but he's trying to get you to come to a knowledge and an understanding of what he wants to do in your life. Jonah began to cry out. Jonah, before that, he fled the presence of the Lord. He went down with everybody else. But when God prepared a trial to get his attention, to get a hold of him, you'll find out that then Jonah prayed. And he prayed because of the reason of his affliction. One writer said that before I was afflicted, I went astray. But the writer said, but now I have kept thy word. You know, when you go through affliction, you learn something. You learn that God's word is true and that it's real. And before affliction, you go astray. You do things the way that you want to do it. You handle things the way that you want to handle it. But I want you to know that God loves you so much that he'll bring a fiery trial to get a hold of you so that you can learn of him and who he is. But I want to learn of him without the trial, without going through the test. I want to learn. I want to learn just willingly sitting down and opening up the word of God and gaining knowledge and understanding of who God is. I don't want to go through a fiery trial. I don't want to lose my health before I pay attention to what God has said doing. You can have a seat tonight. And all throughout the Bible, you find out that it took these things. I pray to God that it doesn't take that for us tonight. Pray to God that our minds are made up that we are going to give God the glory no matter what. We're going to pray. We're going to seek his face. We're going to lift up our hands. We're going to call upon the name of the Lord because it's in God's word. And when I don't do that, I'm not obeying his word. The Bible tells us that Nebuchadnezzar Word says that Daniel told him he had this dream 
And Daniel told him the interpretation of the dream. And it ended up, the dream was that your enemies are going to overcome you for a certain amount of time. They're going to drive you out to the fields. And you're going to be like one of the beasts. They're going to drive you from the face of man. They're going to overcome you. The Bible says that Daniel forewarned him of this. Now, you would think that after being forewarned of this, after having your dream interpreted, you would think there would be some changes on how Nebuchadnezzar would go about things. You would think that that was enough for him to get some things in order, to get his heart right. But the Bible says that one day he stepped out and he began to look at Babylon. And he said, Behold, great Babylon that I have built. And while the words, the Bible says, was in his mouth, the voice spoke to him and said, this day, this is the day that your enemies will overcome you. They're going to drive you out into the field with all the wild beasts. You're going to become like an animal for a certain amount of time. And after that time was up, the Bible says that he came to himself and he began to have an understanding that it was God that built kingdoms. It was God that placed whoever he wanted to place over kingdoms. It wasn't him. And he realized that God was in control of it all. I want to know tonight that God is in control of it all. I don't want to lose my mind. I don't want to lose... Come on, I don't want to lose anything in my life. I want to understand that God is in control, that it is him that sit upon the throne, and that it's only by his grace that I am here. It's only by his grace that I have what I have. It is only by the grace of God. You can be seated tonight. We all know about the apostle Paul. But before he was Paul, he was known as Saul. And I believe we know about on the road to Damascus how that God knocked him off of whatever it was that he was riding. But I believe before that encounter, I believe that God tried to get a hold of him. I believe God tried to speak to his heart. I believe that while Stephen was preaching and he held the coats of them that stoned Stephen, I believe God was trying to speak to him and get a hold of him. But it took God knocking him off of his high horse, knocking his beliefs in what he was built upon, knocking that from under him so that he could get a hold of him, so that he could show him what it was about and that the fact that he had started something new and he was way off from it. You'll find out that he was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and he began to preach the gospel. But it took an encounter. It took hardship to get him to a place where God could begin to work on him, where God could begin to deal with him. I don't want it to take that tonight. I want to hear the word of God. I want to apply the word of God to my life. You know, there are, we're supposed to obey every bit of this word. Every bit of it. We're supposed to obey it. 
we're supposed to apply it. The Bible tells us, the writer tells us in the book of Hebrews, tells us, if I'm not mistaken, tells us to do good and to communicate, forget not. It tells us that's something that we're supposed to obey. That's something we're supposed to apply to our lives. But you find out that people feel like that there are certain areas they don't have to communicate about. There are certain areas that there are certain parts that they'll, they'll communicate about and they'll talk about, but there are certain parts that they feel that they don't have to communicate about. They don't have to get advice. They don't have to get instructions. They don't have to get godly counsel about certain areas in, my, in their lives. But the Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible tells us to do good and to communicate. Don't forget that. Don't forget that the communication lies are supposed to be open. And not just about some things, but about everything. But you, Because you'll find out that if you make a decision without communicating about it, without getting some godly counsel about it, without getting some advice from people that have been there and that have done that, and that is a little bit more well-seasoned in this thing than you are, you find out that if you don't communicate about some things, then there will be things that will arise. And God is trying to get a hold of you. God is trying to wake you up and let you know that you've forgotten this principle. I don't want to forget that I'm supposed to communicate. It's good to communicate with those that have been here and that have done it before I am, before I have. You know, the, one of the mistakes that Rehoboam made was that he took the advice of his peers over the advice of the, the, old, the older men, the elders. And these weren't just any kind of elders. These was elders that had been with the king, that had served the king, which was his father Solomon. So they knew what it took to keep the kingdom in line. They had stood as they heard wisdom spoken by Solomon time and time again. They knew what it took. I want to understand that there are those that have been in this thing a whole lot longer than I have, and I haven't gotten to some point that I think that I know it all and that I don't have to communicate about certain things in my life. I want to understand that they got it from the king. The wisdom that they got, they got it from the king of kings and the Lord of lords. They've been in this thing a little bit longer. So give me pass on that wisdom. Help me to understand what it takes to build a, a marriage. Help me to understand what it takes to build finances. Help me to understand what it takes to make sure I don't backslide and lose out with God. You can be seated tonight, but you'll find out people don't want to obey that. They don't want to obey that principle. They think that they've gotten to a certain point. They don't want to keep the lines of communication open. And there's another thing I've learned. I've learned that, you know, and I, I often wonder when I, I hear about these things and I have to search my own heart. Why don't I want to communicate? 
Why, do I, why don't I want to relay certain things? Because the truth is, I don't have a problem communicating with others about it. I don't have a problem talking with others about it. But why can't I come to people that have the wisdom, that have the understanding? I want to make sure that I'm applying every part of God's word to my life tonight. I want to make sure that I'm obeying every bit of God's word tonight. There are not some things to obey and some things to disregard. We are supposed to obey it all. We're supposed to apply it all tonight. I don't want affliction to come in my life because I decided, well, this is needed, this is not needed. This is okay, that's not okay. I don't want to do that tonight. I want to obey God's word. I don't want affliction to bring me to my knees and cause me in the midst of a trial, then I lift up my hands. Then I pray. I'm telling you, it's better to go ahead and do it now. It's, go, it's better to go ahead and do it while you got your health. It's better to go ahead and do it while you got your family, while you got your children, while you got your finances. It's, it's better to just go ahead and get your hands in the air, open up your mouth, and begin to talk to God and let God know that I need you more than anything else, that I don't have this thing figured out, and that I need to talk to you each and every day so that I can, so that you can order my footsteps according to your word. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Come on, somebody. Come on, don't learn it the way that Jonah had to learn it before he decided to go ahead and obey God's word. Come on, somebody. Go ahead and obey it now. Go ahead and get in line with God's word now. Go ahead and apply it now. In Jesus' name, in the mighty name of Jesus, Come on, somebody. Come on, young person. Don't lose out with God. Don't lose out. Don't lose the things that God applied in your life in order for you to understand what is it going to take for me to apply God's word. I hope all it takes is me just opening up the word of God and reading and seeing it and applying it. I pray that all it takes for me is just to be obedient. Just to be obedient. It's better to get it through obedience than to get it through hardship, than to get it through trials. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Let's lift up our hands and call upon the name of the Lord. God is trying to get through to somebody. God is trying to get through to somebody. I pray that you can hear services that you come to. I pray to God that your ears are open to the word of God and that not only that you hear it, but that you apply it to your life. Because you can't keep coming to the house of the Lord in words of knowledge, words of eternal life, go forth and you disregard. You keep doing and you keep going about things the way that you feel. Because God will cause something to come. And it's not that he's trying to destroy you. It's not that he's trying to hurt you. It's not that he's trying to tear you apart. He's trying to get a hold of you because he loves you. He loves you that much that he wants to get a hold of you. 
help you to understand that things haven't changed. It's still the same way. There's nothing else to obey. The word of God is the word that we have to obey and that we have to apply to our lives. Come on, somebody, call out to him. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Have your way in my heart, Jesus. Oh, God, I help me, Lord, to just willingly submit and humble myself and just to obey your word, dear God. Oh, Lord, let it not take trial. Let it not take hardship. Let it not take me losing precious things that you've placed in my life before I obey your word, before I will walk, before I will commit my ways unto you. Oh, come on, somebody. These altars are open tonight. I invite you to come down. Lift up your hands and call upon the name of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost is here. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. You can be renewed with the Holy Ghost tonight. You can com commit yourself unto the Lord tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, dear God. Oh, come on, somebody. Call out to him. Lift up your hands. Come on, somebody. Keep those communicating lies open. Come on, somebody. Don't disregard godly counsel, but grab a hold of it. Apply it to your life. Obey it. Come on, I don't want to lose my children. I don't want to lose my marriage. I don't want to lose my health. I don't want to lose it all before I get what God is saying, before I get what is being said. Oh, come on, somebody, call out to him. This is a good place to rededicate yourself unto the Lord. This is a good place to let God know that I give you full control. I surrender my all to you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. 